What's up? You're in tune with Jasmine now, and we're going to take a trip today. So get comfortable. We're going to make a lifetime in no time. So take a deep breath. I want you to think about the first time you ever fell in love. I know, I know, it's kind of cheesy, and most people don't want to be, but what did it feel like? What did it sound like? What did you expect? How did you think? And then I want you to think about now. How do you view love? What do you expect? What does it feel like? Now take another deep breath. When did it change? Where in your timeline did it change? Has it changed? How has it changed? Can you remember the day, the time, the season? What mindset you're in whenever you made that shift? Did it happen over a course of time or did it happen in a moment? Take another breath. I want y'all to ride with me. So, I'll say my first love was, of course, a crush. I have many love languages, but my first big-time crush, I won't say his name. Hopefully, he doesn't listen to this, but I loved that boy so much anytime I saw a shooting star I'd wish for it anytime I had a penny and there was a well I'm wishing for it if I fell down skipped broke my leg I was hoping and wishing that there would be a chance just a chance that me and him would be able to get together And I think it's so funny because he's older than me, of course, and he just thinks I'm some little kid, of course, and I am madly in love with him. So, needless to say, that didn't go as planned. He fell in love with my best friend, who didn't really like him, so it was a disaster of a love triangle, but... I learned that I loved him so much because 
I knew that if he gave me a chance to be with him, I would be good for him. Just listen to that. If he gave me a chance to love him, I would be good for him. Children. <laughs> uh, we'll say the next, my real first love. My first everything. He was definitely a good first to start off with because he was as emo yet popcorn bubble gum just as I was and what's crazy is I mean we still talk to this day and he's the same I mean he's changed a little bit but to me he's still the same and I just think it's bizarre because it feels like it's been so long ago but during that time I spent countless amount of hours and energy being what they call hopelessly romantic, trying to find every little detail about him that I could celebrate and surprise him with gifts that he didn't even know that he wanted. Grant every wish and desire that he had. And I mean... That didn't last for that long. Well, for me, it felt like a lifetime, but really, it wasn't that long. And after that, I was just, I don't know, I was different, but I just couldn't tell. The next person, my college love, I would say... Goodness gracious, I was all over the place with that one because I didn't have that idea of little kid love anymore, but I had no idea, I don't know, it's like being in adult puberty, you're awkward, you have no idea what you're doing here, everything hurts, you're slightly scared and yet enraged, so Needless to say, that combination was not a good um, kickstart in the relationship. And that was one of the straws that broke the camel back, I would say. My entire idea of what love and what relationships were supposed to be had changed so much. I was broken. I was malfunctioning. I had no idea what was going on. And really, I felt more loss than I had ever felt in my entire life. But I will say, like always, music comes in for the save. But I can remember an exact moment in my little bitty room in some college town apartments where I was listening to Erica Badu and I think I was on that um, Baduasium forgive me if I said it incorrectly but um, 
uh, completely changed. I wanted to be as distant from my partner as I could possibly be because I had loved these people to the absolute core of my body and the pain had hurt so bad. I felt so raw and so beaten away like I would just present what I had left and someone would just kind of chop off whatever pieces they could find. But, I don't know, Erica Badu restored me. And from that point on, I made it my destiny to really figure out how to, as they say, love. How to love. No, I'm just kidding. But enough about my life. The purpose of that is each of those times I felt like a part of me died. And here recently, my childhood idea of what love was supposed to be just completely vanished. It died. It hurt my feelings, actually, because I no longer had that hopeless romantic ideal. I no longer wanted to be strung and attached and closely intertwined with a person. Because honestly, I love a lot of people. And those people that I talked about, we are not in committed relationships, yet I still love them dearly. And I care about their lives and I care about things that are going on in their lives. But as far as partnership and pushing forward, the goals just never matched up. And I think that is one of the hardest things for a lot of people to reach is getting outside of just completely being heartless and torn down versus just loving the person in the lifetime that you're having. Because each of the people that I've been with definitely saw different parts of me. And honestly, if any of those people met, you would just be like, what? What? Were you guys even dating the same person? And honestly, not really. We always think that it's the same person, but you change so much. Whether you like it or not, you change completely your personality, your ideas, your thoughts. And being reluctant to change makes it harder. Because you got to rip it off like a Band-Aid. Rip it off like a Band-Aid. What's up? You're back with Jazz Monet. And we had a whole heartfelt experience with my life journeys as a lover and your life journey as a lover. And you may be asking yourself, Jazz, well, okay, why do we go through that? What does it matter? Well, it matters a great deal because the person that you choose to push your partnership with heavily affects how far you get into this lifetime, how many lifetimes you get in this lifetime. And you may say, okay, Jazz, you're talking about lifetime this, lifetime this. When I say a lifetime, 
I explained about moments where I died and I was recreated. I, I was reborn. I had a moment of clarity. And those moments of change where you were someone and now you are not that same person, that right there, you experienced a lifetime. And we can do this so fast now because early cavemen, you know, they were definitely reluctant to change. Just finding one source of something new, fire, that's enough right there. They spent an entire lifetime on one specific idea of change. But we, as beings of great intelligence can go through many lifetimes in no time. So, although the idea is to focus on yourself, when you focus so heavily on yourself that you choose a counter partner who has all of your best qualities or all of the best qualities that are not yours, those are a lot of the things you need to ask yourself. So if you're in a relationship right now, figure out how you guys work as a team. And that can be just doing simple tasks like, how do you guys clean up the house? If you don't live together, how do you choose where to go to eat? How do you decide on who's gonna order, when you're gonna order? What do you do if there's something wrong with a meal? How do you handle practical life situations? So the first thing you need to do is think about how you guys work together just as a team. This is another one of those techniques where you need to step back for a second and really look at yourself and your life. Because if the person that you're with right now doesn't balance it out enough to where it makes life run smoother because by myself alone, I can cook dinner. But with a partner, I can cook dinner a lot faster, which means that goal can be accomplished in double the time. So that's what I mean by picking a partner because I've had plenty of partners where when we get in the kitchen, we're bumping heads, we're bumping shoulders. It's uncomfortable. I have to babysit. There are a lot of different situations. Now, the kitchen is just an example any other aspect of life where you need to work with another person how do you two collaborate and this goes for beyond just regular relationships where you are cohabitating or sharing a partnership with somebody this is for those relationships you have with parents siblings co-workers neighbors how do you two work together? If it's not that well, then either you, as the bigger person that you can or cannot be, you can decide, well, you know what? I see that they're going to be difficult in this area. I'm going to tackle another area. If you're deciding that the high road is not the road that you want to take, then your job is to acknowledge that you and that person do not work well together and that is a business choice to not continue business with them it is no hate or harm towards them it's just a decision to keep your franchise away from that franchise and i hope i'm not 
rambling off on this, that, and the other. But what I'm really trying to push to you is the idea of love is such a loose concept. You wrap your entire life around the idea of loving someone, but you really have the capability of loving more than one person. Love is not something because I love my mother and I also love my partner. I love my daughter and I also love my coworkers, but they are different strings of love. It's different areas of love. It's different levels of love, but all around, I still love these people very genuinely. And I have expressed love for people in the same fashion where I thought I expressed it for other people. So love is loose. Don't live your life off of chasing love because it's something that is free and that can come and that can go. Love is not what pushes you to your goals. When you are choosing a partner, when you are choosing someone to go forward with in life, think about types of decisions that you'll be making because there are real deal decisions that are deal breakers. Religion for a lot of people is a deal breaker because if there is no way that your two religions can cohabitate or there's no way where you two can see outside of that because I mean for cliche purposes what if you get married? Um, are you going to be in a church? Are you not going to be a church? Well, I mean that's just one small thing that could become a great disaster in the end of a relationship so the idea is to look at every single person that you come in contact with as a partnership and look at how you fit each other and that is my biggest point for you in pushing through relationships and situationships if there are areas where you two are not connecting if you are not willing to put in the effort to make it connect, then drop it and let it go. Because if you aren't willing to put in the effort, it doesn't matter if the other person is willing to put in the effort. And vice versa. If you are willing to put in the effort and the other person is not, you need to know that in these situations, there's no way to make it fit until it does fit. And until that moment, you don't need to be there. It's basically like trying to fit a puzzle piece together for the 19th time, even though for sure it will not go. It's a corner piece, yes, but not all corner pieces fit on the same corner. And that is really my motivation for you today. So thank you very much. This is Jazz Monet. You can call me Senpai Mama. You can find me on Instagram at underscore Senpai underscore Mama. You can also check out my website at lamaste.simdiff.com. L-A-M-A-S-T-E dot S-I-M-D-I-F dot C-O-M. You can also find me on Facebook at Jazz Monet. If you have any questions, comments, or concern, hit me up on a number of social media appetizers, and um, I will get back to you shortly. 
Y'all have a wonderful.